As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on The Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Welcome to the Daily Ding here on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Jared Weiss. I'm joined by Mo DeKeel. Daniel Lehman is our producer. And Mo, we just had one of the most fun finishes we've seen in a while with the Cleveland. Are you talking about uh, Gonzaga UCLA? <laughs> Should that was, was that was that better? I mean, forget about the stakes. What was a more exciting ending? Gonzaga UCLA or Cleveland Brooklyn? It's hard because it's March Madness, but I'm gonna go Cleveland Brooklyn. Uh, although I did enjoy UCLA losing as you know as the <laughs> alum. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. Let's talk about the NBA. <laughs> yeah, no, I was. Both of these comebacks were shocking. Um, the Gonzaga game was incredible, but Cleveland with. Just an absolutely insane sequence at the very end where Donovan Mitchell gets fouled, misses the second free throw. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. you're going too quick. You're too going quick? too quick even. All right. Donovan Mitchell knocks down two free throws to cut it to a two-point lead. The Cavs put on a full-court press. And the Nets turn it over. The Nets turn it over. Mitchell drives. It looks like he had an and one, Jared. I thought it was going to be a, a, a bucket and the foul, except the foul was on the ground. Then he goes to the free throw line down two. Continue on, Jared. I actually I screwed up the order. I thought we were getting to the turnover next. Um, also, just the whole Nets team did not seem ready whatsoever for that press. I don't know why, but nobody was there to really help Dewey out. And then Bridges, or no, it was a DFS, throws it away. But so that happens. So... Uh, Mitchell misses the free throw. Siri is trying to jump in for some reason. Mitchell misses the free throw and absolute chaos ensues. Loose ball. Karis LeVert gets it and whips the best pass of his career. Complete rainbow cross-court pass to Isaac Okoro in the corner, who is now a knockdown shooter, apparently, and he buries the game-winning three. Yeah, it was wild. I mean, after making the first one, Mitchell misses the second one. And actually got his own rebound. You know, we'll have to review the tape later to see if he actually might have left the line too early or whatnot. But he, but then he misses the bunny, the, the, the putback, and it looked like three nets were fighting for the same rebound. And then the ball just somehow ends up in Levert's hands at half court. 
and give him credit. Like you said, just a phenomenal pass to Okoro in the corner. I would say Mitchell probably left a little bit early there, rewatching him right now as we're speaking. But I mean, no one's really ever going to call that. Also, credit to Mikhail Bridges, who had 0.7 seconds to get a tightly contested three off. That thing was right on a line. He just, because he was taking a fadeaway from 35 feet, was a little bit short. Yeah, I was like, how did he get so open? Right. <laughs> you know, I was like, he got a pretty good look for 0.7 seconds off. Um, you know, this is a tough loss for Brooklyn. They're trying to stay ahead of Miami in the playing out of the stay out of the playing tournament. And, you know, this is one of those games. They had the lead going into the fourth quarter, had the lead in the last four minutes, I think up as much as nine in the last four minutes. And then to just blow this one. This one hurts a lot if you're Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean, a, a big sequence that really kicked this off, this really ending off was just under three minutes left. Evan Mobley blocked from behind, starts a fast break. Mitchell misses a layup and Mobley comes from behind and then throw it down. Mobley just had a phenomenal game. Yeah, he's been coming on really strong. It feels like he's been ramping up throughout the season and and we're beginning to kind of see it almost click for him this season in a way that there, there's a lot more comfort level for him and a higher sense of confidence from him in that stuff. He's even willing to shoot threes, although he's not a great three-point shooter. That's a shot that needs to be developed down the road for them. And I think there's a, a a level of growth we're seeing from him. I mean, he had four blocks tonight to go with his 20 and 10, you know, type of night that he had. It, this was an impressive performance from Mobley. And something I've been very excited to watch him in the second half of the season. I mean, he just had some incredible defensive possessions in the crunch time. Like Also it, went to USC. Oh, yeah. Trojan. That's right. Joins Moda Kiel's the most important USC basketball people of all time. Uh, but like. Uh, under two minutes left, he is taking uh, Dinwiddie one-on-one and ISO, completely locks him up. And then the Nets still get the rebound. He then gets switched on the bridges and completely shuts that down and forces a turnover that turns into Levert scoring on the other end. It's like Mobley's defense has just been so impactful that it's like even on these nights where Cleveland doesn't quite have it, he just keeps giving them second chances. Yeah, I mean, he's just a star. Like, I think, you know, second-year player, I think he's on the – the the rise i think this is a guy you're watching that you you can get really excited to just see you know the levels of growth that's going to happen throughout his career i mean i'm i'm fired up man this was a fun win for the Cavs. speaking of stars on the rise mikhail bridges 32 points 11 for 19 from the field spencer dewitty at 25 and 12 uh bridges you know he came on so strong with the nets and it's actually sustained it, it's kind of amazing to see yeah i mean i think this is I'm a little more skeptical than most in terms of that, you know, kind of, I think this is great. It's awesome to see him spread his wings and all that. I'm not sure how conducive that is for winning, uh, you know, and, and how, how comfortable I would be if I was a team with him being my number one or number two option, but it is fun to watch him just kind of cook right now. Cause Hey, this team has nothing to lose. At this point, you know, even if they fall into the playing tournament, which I think they're currently in now after this loss, they really don't have like the expectations are not nearly as high as it was at the start of the season for Brooklyn. So why not just let him cook and see what he could do? This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Getting to our next game, the Magic beat the Knicks 111 to 106. This is a big loss for New York. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those things for New York. You're trying to, again, keep yourself... I think they're just locked into the fifth seed now, Jared. I just think there's not really much of a chance. I don't know if Miami's going to catch them. You know, we we know their struggles, but third loss in a row for the Knicks. This is something you got to look at. You got to think on a second night of a back-to-back that you can go get this game against Orlando, a young team that's, you know, not ready for these types of games, and they just came out flat. So, I mean, it was a really nice game for the young backcourt where quickly – he had 25 points, got to the line 10 times. Quentin Grimes, he had 25 points as well. Julius Randle going 7 for 20 from the field. That's rough. I mean, that's that's brutal. I think just as a team from three, they shot terribly. Um, and and Randle, I think, went two for nine. It, it's really rough when your star player is doing that. But I think that's also part of the reasons why I don't really believe in the Knicks all that much beyond, you know, maybe the first round. It's Along those lines of their offense tends to struggle in those things, and they go through droughts. And, hey, Orlando took it to them. This is one of those games. Orlando normally chokes this game away, Jared. Build the lead and then blow it in the second half. But in this one, they were able to hold on and, and keep it tight at the end of the game. Yeah, I mean, they had a huge lead in the early third quarter. That chipped away. But then they actually like were stable throughout the fourth quarter. And that's without Franz Wagner, who got hurt. Yeah, Wagner left about four minutes into the fourth quarter and they were still able to maintain Paolo Banchero hit a huge three in the corner for them at one point I think in crunch time to put them up six I think it was you know this is just one of those games this is the games they've been losing all season and you expect that from a young team this was a growing moment for them to learn how to win at the end of games this was a a a small step forward and I mean a small small step forward for this young Orlando Magic team yeah, I mean, they had some great ball movement. Like that play you're talking about, Wendell Carter. To have your five being the one that's starting to play, attacking the closeout and dishing it, that's great. Cole Anthony, then he got like a cross-court pass. It hit a big three. It was great to see Orlando's like offense actually executing. And they're running it, seeing against the Knicks a real team offense as opposed to the Knicks who tend to just go ISO throughout crunch time. That was actually nice to see. All right, the Clippers, not a shocker. They beat the Thunder 127 to 105. And uh, that's because Kawhi was pretty much perfect. Yeah, I mean... We know the news with what's going on with Paul George. He's going to be out a while. They dodge a bullet with it just being a strain. And Kawhi came out, and he was just unbelievable. What did he make, Jared? Like his first six shots? Yeah. Like he 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 went completely ballistic, went 13 to 15 from the field. I mean, I finished with 32, 6 and 6. Like, you know, I don't know what else Kawhi could have done tonight. Maybe he could have put some cheese on the nachos. I don't know. He was on fire tonight. <laughs> he only had four steals. Should have had 10 steals, right? That would have been impressive. Uh, Russell Westbrook, 24 points, 8 for 13 shooting. That was nice. But Bo's Highland, it's actually a, a pretty decent night. This was a great night, actually, for the entire Clippers bench. Bones Highland coming in. You had Terrence Mann making some plays off the bench. Nicholas Batum going four for six from three. Like, this is one of those nights you, you look at this team and going like, yeah, I could see it. There's there, there's definitely a possibility for this team to make a run. Obviously, it hurts without Paul George, but having these guys off the bench and, and and a lot of energy and juice coming off the bench, I think it's a 
almost like a stark difference to what this team was before, where sometimes they look lethargic. They looked like they had a lot of flow tonight and were really cooking. All right, last thing to get to here, the Mavs are officially protesting the Warriors game. What what do you think of this situation? Is this is this bullshit or is this legit? I mean, they're not going to win the protest. At the end of the day, when you look at it on the film, the referee clearly, clearly makes the call that it's Warriors ball and the ball went off the, the, the Mavs in that situation. So, you know, the Mavs are going to protest it fine. To be honest, I, I, I put this on them. I know the refs kind of screwed it up and, and, and maybe got lost in the confusion there. But, I mean, they weren't even trying to take out the ball, Jared. The argument is like, well, we thought it was our ball. None of their guys were lining up to inbound the ball. So I just have a lot of questions for them. I, this protest is going absolutely nowhere. It's, it's almost like a silly lawsuit. Oh, it sounds like something a billionaire would do, right? Um, and I mean, the, th- the thing that bothered me about it was, I think I remember hearing that Cuban had said, like, if this ends up being a two-point loss, then we're going to protest it because it was a two-point Well, difference. you don't protest your wins. Yeah, exactly. But just but, you know, <laughs> the point is, like, it, was, it wasn't like this happened right at the end of the game. They had an entire quarter to make up for this deficit. And they took a lead. Yeah, they took a lead. They took a lead. And there's bad calls all the time. And just because this call was egregiously bad and it caused complete mayhem, it doesn't I don't think it's that different than just like calling a phantom foul or not calling a foul that should have been called. It's, I think it's ridiculous. And, and that was, I think, the last time the protest was successful. Was it 2006 or something like 08. that when it was? Oh, wait, excuse me. Um, when the, there was the phantom foul and I think it was like somebody like Shaq fouled out and, you know, they basically had to replay the end of a, end of a overtime or something like that. Um, forgive me guys. I'm a little bit old, but that's the type of stuff that in the protest that makes sense. There was a clerical error on the scores table that led to a player being, you know, fouling out. The ironic thing is also a lot of key players were traded <laughs> before this makeup game. So it was pretty funny that it wasn't exactly one-to-one after that yeah so okay it was miami versus atlanta in december 2007 and then they replayed the final 52 seconds of overtime in march um that's still incredible this segment is brought to you by bet mgm and i'm looking at some parlays out there and one of the things i'm interested in is steph curry on friday night against the sixers his over under on points scored is 26 and a half now, he just had 20 points against the Mavericks in 34 minutes. Looking back at his matchups last year against Philly, he didn't reach that 26-point mark. I'm going to take the under on this one. Um, all right. Well, uh, I'm going to protest the end of the show and call it here. So he's Mo Dekeel. Jared Weiss. Daniel Lehman is our producer. We'll see you next time on The Ding. Ding, ding. Ding, ding.